Welcome to the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast, a podcast about the big and little issues that come with living with cancer. I'm Catherine White, a stage four colon cancer thriver, passionate about supporting others who have faced a cancer diagnosis and are looking to feel empowered in taking back control of their health and happiness. My own health scare helped me to learn more about myself and how to live with cancer, and it led me to become a cancer support coach so I can help others through the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all the crazy things that come with life with cancer. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to episode 1.21. This is a very special bonus episode. As you know, the podcast usually comes out every other week, but I thought it would be fun and of huge value to you to drop this bonus episode in this week. I am so excited to have with me today a guest who has a keen interest in supporting people with cancer. Coral Levkovitz is a master student at the University of Miami's Miller School of Medicine. She's an advocate of health and fitness for people of all ages and lifestyles through numerous platforms. She has a fitness Instagram at Coral's Fitness, where she posts workouts, recipes, and motivation for her 3,000 plus followers. Additionally, she's a certified group fitness instructor, and she currently volunteers with cancer survivors of all ages and levels of fitness, pushing them through bodyweight workouts that challenge both their bodies and their minds. As an aspiring physician, she wishes to bridge the world of medicine with the more holistic world of health, wellness, and fitness, and hopes to teach others how to show themselves love more often. Welcome, Coral. I am so excited to have you as my first guest on the Thrive with Cancer podcast. I absolutely love the work that you are doing as related to cancer in terms of research and fitness. And as my listeners know, my own work as a cancer support coach is the to bridge the gap between the medical world and the everyday life of people living with cancer so that you're also interested in this more holistic world of health, wellness, and fitness as a bridge is right up my alley. So how are you today? I'm doing so well. Um, As I told you before this, I'm at home in North Carolina, sitting outside in the sunshine, so I cannot complain. Um, Yeah, I, I feel good. Um, I'm home with my family and I don't get to see them often. So very grateful. Um, very happy to be here and also just feeling honored to be on your podcast. Well, I am so honored to have you here. I imagine that it's nice for you to have a week off given that you're, um, busy with your university studies all the time. Yes. (laughs) Um, I moved to Miami, um, back in August and have been going nonstop since then. Um, Classes have not slowed down at all. So this is the first time that I've been getting to slow down, you know, sleep in a little bit, um, take life a little slower. Um, So I definitely take advantage of these, you know, these times off. Beautiful. Yeah, because I think you and I both know that slowing down and listening to what your body needs is so important. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I have a tendency of, you know, especially as a student, um, we're always pushing ourselves, you know, mentally, physically, um, always, you know, on the go. And I think as someone who's very into fitness and wellness, um, I mean, I've been in the past five years, I've kind of taught myself the ropes and um you know 
learn through trial and error what works with my body and with my mind and being able to apply that to my student life um, has really helped me and I've I've really seen an impact um, there so yeah and all of that is I mean as this is a cancer related podcast all of that is so important just even in terms of prevention right just like honoring what your body needs and slowing down and being mindful of of all of the lifestyle choices that you're making so I think that you're definitely on the path of prevention in terms of all of your practices absolutely yeah um just taking care of ourselves is just so important for yes for prevention of any you know sickness disease but also just to be able to present our best selves in everything that we do and you know, be able to give our 100% to everyone around us and in every activity and especially as a future physician, that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to give 110% of myself to my patients. Um, So that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like it takes so much energy to share your knowledge and your experience with other people so again that self-care piece is just it's so perfect so speaking of you giving to other people um i recall in a conversation that we had prior to to um just as we were starting to connect with each other you were mentioning that you had been involved in some research related to breast cancer correct yes are you able to tell us a little bit more about that? I'm very curious about um, whatever you're able to share, what what it was that you were doing and what the intention was behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I went to undergrad at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to stay an extra year and do a postback. So I was just taking a few extra classes. Um, so I had some time on my hands. And I was able to find a study um, that I could hop on. And basically, to keep it as simple as I can, um, it was a research study looking at the effects of exercise on breast cancer patients who were currently undergoing chemotherapy. Um, And again, to keep it short and simple, we were basically, you know, we would supply them um, with, let's say a workout band, one of those, you know, stretchy fitness bands um, and some some workouts to do, some body weight exercises, movements. Um, And we also supplied them with one of those, um, you know, fitness watches, the ones that track how many steps a day you take. Um, mm-hmm. Take at least, I think it was 6,000 steps a day, um, more or less not, and to do some exercises a few times a week. And we would just track their progress um, over time. The study was a six month um, kind of progress. And we would basically just look to see how the exercise was affecting how they went through 
um, their their lives as as breast cancer patients and their chemotherapy. And because I was only there for a year, I wasn't able to to be on the study for that long. But from what I have kept up with and what I've learned and um, and read is that the exercise helps them mentally um, and they are able to go through all the the tough things that they go through um, and there is the that positive correlation with with exercise and and their their ability to to go through everything successfully um, and those those results i mean i'm not reading off of anything so i don't have any numbers but i think that it's just a beautiful thing to be able to see the impact that exercise has on everyone especially on these breast cancer patients but i wasn't able to stay um too long because i was moving but in being updated with everything um i learned that these patients tended to do better and to have better results and to feel better um the longer they did the exercises and the more steps they got in and all of that and i remember my pi telling me that at the end of the six months um she would tell the patients that the study is over you know that they can take off the the fitness tracker that they don't need it anymore we're not we're not uh following them anymore and most of them would tell her that they would want to continue that they would want to keep the the tracker and continue to do their steps and do their exercises because it made them feel good and it made them feel strong and I think that was that was the point um and that's that's one of the most important points of fitness in general I think is it shows us what we're capable of and it shows us that usually we're capable of much more than we think we are um and that gives us a lot of strength and I saw uh, that in the breast cancer patients yeah that's beautiful it's so true I I think that people don't realize that they actually have tools inside of them already and they just need to sort of find them or be reminded that they have them so that they can um, be resilient and, and be brave and be strong as you're going through, as they're going through these difficult processes that come with cancer. Exactly, exactly. And I, I just saw, again, a positive correlation with physical strength and mental strength that I think is the most important part of exercising and, you know, keeping up with our health and wellness. Yeah, for sure. It gets it because of that cortisol, right? Like that you get the dopamine hit when you're exercising and the cortisol comes down and it's just that overall, the oxytocin, all of the good hormones to help, I think, to move from that place of, I don't know if I can do this into, oh, I actually can. And I feel a little bit better when I am doing it. Exactly. And I think that also in exercise, 
exercise, for example, we we challenge ourselves to be better or stronger or faster or whatever it is. And we are our only competition. So over time, we see progress within ourselves, within our abilities. And that is motivation in itself. And that shows us that we are capable of that growth. Um, and I think that that is a good hit of dopamine as well. Yeah. Yeah. But an interesting concept, like to have almost like this invisible measuring tool mm-hmm. where, you know, again, having gone through treatment myself, it was just a matter of like, okay, get up, go back, do the things without any kind of measurement of progress other than, you know, your white blood cell count is good this week, or here's what your CEA is or, but so to have Mm -hmm. that, that motivation to move forward, to feel like they're making progress and, and it not necessarily being, like I said, more of it being an invisible measurement tool is just, that's such an interesting concept. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it's a beautiful way to see that you are growing and working towards a better, healthier, happier version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, maybe you can speak to this better than me, that then there's other benefits from exercise. Um, and I love, like, I love that this was about the mental health piece because that can be such a heavy part of the whole process but those added benefits of the boost to the immune system at a time when your immune system needs all the support that it can and also I'm guessing I'm thinking from what I've read um, supporting bone density because I I believe that as you go through chemotherapy you can struggle with with bone density um, loss does that sound right to you right yeah yep Um, there's plenty of added benefits to exercise and um, even body weight activities. Um, I teach body weight classes, body weight hit classes. And again, we sometimes I have I have patients that come in um, and they underestimate the power of the body weight class. They're like, okay, should I get some weights? And I'm like, no, you don't need anything except for your body and a mat and by the end of their class they're like oh I am very happy that we didn't need any weights because that would have been impossible um and so I think that yeah it's exercise is definitely important um for our muscles but yes also for the bones and just our cells I mean I <laughs> might sound nerdy but I'm I'm in a molecular biology class right now and the things that exercise does for our cells and our bodies is also just crazy um so yeah the the millions of benefits that it has is undeniable can you speak to the cells just a little bit because I I often speak about like cellular turnover in our body and how we need to be drinking water to flush things out and we need to eat healthy food to help our cells regenerate are you able to touch on that a little bit yeah I mean I actually recently discovered um, some a, a study that my professor's um, teaching assistant, um, this woman in, in my class, she's she's studying 
the effects of exercise, but I think it's on Alzheimer's patients. I'm not sure um, exactly, but basically our cells regenerate um, every, you know, either day or every month or years depends on the cells. Um, and we can do things to either help that regeneration or hinder that regeneration. And exercise is definitely something that helps that regeneration, um, especially, um, you know, cardiovascular type workouts, um, HIIT workouts, things that push us a little more than we're used to, um, push our bodies, you know, into that overdrive. Um, it kind of puts our bodies at the state of, okay, something is being, you know, I'm being pushed a little more. I need to work a little more. I need to generate a little more, whatever it may be. Long story short, putting ourselves, our bodies in that overdrive kind of drives our bodies to prepare ourselves more um, so that next time we our bodies are in that state it's more prepared um yeah basically long story short that's what happens that's so interesting like so admittedly I was never a big science girl I enjoyed it in class I have a history degree so we're <laughs> on different planes that way but since getting cancer myself and getting into um wanting to help other people with coaching I've been reading so much about the cells and even how um like I was reading last night in this book anti-cancer by uh David I can't think of his name Schreiber so oh, I have to put it in the notes I'll put it in the show notes but it's a great book but he was even talking about inflammation and cancer cells and how they create their the angiogenesis the creation of their own blood system and all of these mm -hmm. like I'm, I was totally I'm right there with you I was totally nerding out on cells last night <laughs> this is so interesting but I think it's kind of important for us to understand like that our our bodies we didn't do this to our bodies our bodies are going through mm -hmm. a cellular reproductive system that um it's had a hiccup for some reason and so we right. can try to support it does that sound right to you right yeah and another thing that I recently learned in my class is cancer is you know a buildup of a lot of things but our bodies these are these incredible machines that are doing a million things you know they're bound to you know make mistakes and have mutations and that's basically how cancer arises and it's terrifying but it's you know it makes that okay this is how life is this is my body functioning you know the way it's supposed to um and so what can i do to ensure that if this does occur or if this has occurred how can i most prepare my my body for it um, how can I be ready for it? And yeah, that's, that's where exercise and mental health, um, taking care of ourselves, you know, and all those aspects, that's where it all comes in. 
Yeah. I want to come back to the fact that you're doing, you were talking about HIIT, um, like high intensity workouts, right? And cardio. Yes. And so I've told this story on my podcast before. Um, when I was in treatment, I decided I had been a runner. I had been a marathoner before I got sick. And I decided one day that I was just going to go for a little run. And friends of ours um, were driving by and they stopped and they were like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm going for a run. And they're like, no, no, you need to be home resting. And this is such a common theme that I talk about with my clients. Like they're like, but people tell me that I, I need to be at home resting. And it's like, we have this picture of the cancer patient needs to be docile and not doing anything and being tired. And so that you're doing these hit exercises and these weight bearing exercises and getting the cardio going is like so counter to what cancer patients are often told yeah and so I initially taught hit to students at my school um I just offered a group fitness class through the university um but then when I was offered this job as a group fitness instructor for these cancer patients slash survivors um I was very hesitant so I was like, well, my classes are pretty intense. I don't know how I'm going to modify them that much so that these people still feel like they're getting a good workout in, um, you know, and I'm not modifying it to the point where we're not even doing anything. But after my first class, I was absolutely blown away by how strong these people were um physically and mentally they were willing to try anything and do anything and they would come week after week and be like all right I'm ready to go it was an 8 a.m class and oh, wow. they would always greet me it was on zoom also so it's not like we were getting you know each other's energy from being in person it was through a computer screen but it was still so exciting um, being able to see everyone and put them through these workouts that, again, with the progress, like we could see every single week that we were all getting stronger and we were all getting better at doing whatever the move was. And we were all getting better together. And it was just an incredible thing. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love so yeah. much that people in treatment took the time to figure out the whole Zoom thing, first of all, and then show up and like, not just show up, but like really show up for themselves, knowing that this was in their best interest. That is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. What a great offering that you have for people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was how I would, I would end my class. Every class we would you know, have a warm up, we would do the workout. And then during the cool down, I would kind of just talk to them and remind them to thank themselves, you know, they they would immediately go and, and thank me. But it's like, no, I'm just here telling you what to do. <laughs> but you're the one that showed up. And you're the one that chose yourself today. Um, you're the one that pushed yourself today. And 
you know, challenge yourself and your body and you're doing this for you. Um, and so I reminded them to just take some time and realize how huge that was um, and how important that was to do every day and to show gratitude for what their bodies can do. Amazing. Because they, they, know, they know better than anyone what they had to go through they they know better than anyone what their bodies are capable of so it was inspiring for me um to see them show up week after week um with no excuses um it was really inspiring to see and to be a part of beautiful like just to i would imagine like seeing them leaning into their intuition of knowing what mm -hmm. they they could trust that they could trust themselves to do what they were capable of doing but also intuitively know that they could take it a little bit more and and maybe a little bit deeper and that's part of the whole thing with this with this series of exceptional healing patients that I'm going to be talking about like is that leaning into trusting yourself and and sort of being I don't want to say defiant but but sort of looking around and saying, like, I don't have to conform to society's rules about what cancer looks like. I get to choose for myself how I want mm -hmm. to live my life with cancer. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's beautiful. And that's I mean, I would call them warriors <laughs> every week because I'm like, you you guys are so strong. And they I mean, sometimes they didn't even give themselves credit. They didn't even realize how incredible they were. Um, but it really makes you realize that if you put your mind to something, you, you are capable. As long as you, again, like you said, trust in yourself, believe in yourself, then you are unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think part of the process of going through cancer, as you said, sort of at the top of the episode is like, realizing that you have so much more in you than you actually maybe knew. And then getting mm -hmm. to this place where it's like, you have a choice of, of not do or decide to do something to make your life better. And, and yeah, to like, really just dig in and decide and live the quality of life that you want to have. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone has that choice every single day. And I think, you know, some days for everyone, um, some days are better than others. And some days, you know, we choose to skip a workout or, you know, stay in bed or not do what we think we need to do all the time. Um, and that's, that's also okay. That's also listening, like you said, to our intuition and trusting ourselves and giving ourselves that, that break and that rest. Um, but then the next day choosing ourselves again and choosing to challenge ourselves and continuing on in our, in our progress. Yeah. Cause every day is a gift and just get up every day and put your feet on the floor and just keep moving forward, whatever that looks like. Exactly. And honestly, the older I get, the more I, I realize that the more I realize how precious life is, um, how short life can be and unpredictable. Um, 
And I think that that gives me the motivation to continue bettering myself, but also wanting to spread that motivation to other people and pushing others to become the best versions of themselves um, and to continue moving forward every single day. Yeah. So is that what your Instagram is all about? You are, you are at Coral's Fitness Instagram? <laughs> yes, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> um, I started it a while ago, but out of just wanting to share some of the workouts that I do with, you know, my close friends. Um, but yeah, it turned into a platform where not only I, I can share my workouts and my fitness routine and all the things that I do in that aspect of my life, but also I, I share the days where it's harder for me to get out of bed or where I'm having a bad mental health day um, or, you know, I, I'm struggling through a workout or I don't want to do something or I fail at something. Um, I'm able to share that on there too. I'm very authentic, um, sometimes a little too, too, you know, I share too much personal information, but honestly, I think that that's where I help the most people is where I am very genuine and real um, because other people can relate to that and other people can see that they're not the only ones going through whatever it is they're going through. There are other people that are going through the things as well. And I think that that's one of the gifts that you're bringing into the world also is this community of um, people that are going through similar things that um, don't need to go through it alone. So that's what I try to do on my fitness Instagram. Yeah, I was looking at it and you have some reels on there where people can see what you're doing and you've got some things about food and workouts and mornings and yeah, lots of cool things on there. Yeah, it's definitely um, been a little slow ever since I started my master's program. But um, yeah, I definitely try to keep up with it as much as I can. I think we're all just doing the best we can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and you're doing some serious work in university. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I want to be a physician one day. And I'm taking a very um, non-traditional route. I've been told in the past many times that I'm, I should probably, you know, find another career or switch it up, you know, look for, or look for something else. But again, I, I know what I want and I have the desire to get there so that I can help other people as a physician. That's my goal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm willing to put in that work to get there. Well, it will be greatly appreciated by your patients someday. I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. So we, we've covered a lot. You've covered a lot of information. I appreciate yeah. everything that you've shared. Um, 
so just before I ask you my last question, we already talked about your Instagram. Is there anywhere else that people can connect with you or learn more about you? I am, I am like very connected on Instagram. So people can connect with me on there. Do anything else other than that. I'm not huge on other social media platforms. It's probably a good thing. It's called life balance, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I will for sure put your, um, I will put your Instagram in the show notes. And then if people want to get in touch with you, they could DM you if they have questions sure. or they're curious. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. That Perfect. works. Perfect. All right. So my last question for you, I ask this at the end of every interview, um, is what does living to thrive mean to you? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful question. Um, I think to me, especially in regards to what we've talked about today, I think living to thrive is living in a way that you challenge yourself every day to become better than you were yesterday. Um, while at the same time, being able to forgive yourself and accept yourself that the way that you are um i think we're all put on this earth for a reason and you know we're given specific mountains to climb for a reason and i think living to thrive is just taking each day as it comes and like we talked about trusting in ourselves believing in our abilities um and using that to to continue on and hopefully along with that inspiring others and motivating others to to do the same beautiful wow absolutely beautiful words of wisdom yeah. i love it. <laughs> i love it so much i just want to thank you so very much for taking the time out of your reading week for you to um, your Thanksgiving break for you to come and just be part of this podcast. Um, everything that you have said really has resonated so deeply with me and the message that I'm trying to get out to people that that there is the medical side of the house. And that's an important part of of cancer care, cancer support, but that there are other things that you can do. And clearly this work that you have had the opportunity to be involved in in looking at breast cancer patients and the impact of exercise on their mental health and then also your own studies looking at cellular health and what we can do to support ourselves is just it's just a gift it's so fantastic and i have no doubt that you are going to go far thank you so much i appreciate that and again i appreciate the work that you're doing in the communities that you're building i think that that's so beautiful and so important um and again I'm very honored to be speaking with you and to be on your podcast and I love talking about this so <laughs> thank you for letting me talk about it oh I'm so so grateful that you were we were able to make this work so thank you Coral so much for being here today and I will again put your information in the show notes so people can take a look at your Instagram page Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. This interview with Coral is such a great reminder that as cancer thrivers, you get to make decisions for yourself that support you. Your experience doesn't have to be a textbook cancer story. 
You can bring in support, whether it's through exercise, healthy eating, mindfulness practices, or working with a coach. You get to be exceptional. You get to decide. Cancer is a personal experience that doesn't have to be done alone. Cancer support coaching is what you need if you're looking for support and whole health approaches to living with cancer. Approaches that bridge the gap between your everyday life and the medical world. Together, we can help you discover how you can create your own version of living to thrive with cancer. You can find me at www.catherinewhite.coach. I would be so happy to get on a call with you to talk about cancer support coaching. If you know someone who might enjoy this or previous episodes, please feel free to share with them and to leave a review where you're listening. Reviews help to bring awareness to the podcast, which in turn allows me to help reach more people with my message of learning how to thrive with cancer. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. And may you live your life to your fullest, follow your heart, and thrive in all you do.